podcast so shy when I'm recording by myself. This is kind of why I do a show with friends because it really is easier with friends, but I'm going to record anyway and try and be as honest as possible and as raw and real as I can be. And then uh, we'll go from there. So this morning I decided that I was going to go on a mental health walk because this weekend I went on one and I felt so much better and I felt the creative juices flowing and for whatever reason when I go out and walk I feel like ideas come to me. I don't want to write them in my phone because I feel like AI is going to steal all of my ideas and then sell them or whatever. I know that sounds crazy but that's what I was thinking so then I want to rush home and write it down physically because no one can steal that stuff. I was thinking about how in my therapy sessions, like in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about inner child work. And like I'd heard that thrown around in the past, not really knowing what it means to do inner child work, like what that looks like for people, what it sounds like internally. It's a lot. It's way more than you would ever think. So it started because I told my therapist that I had struggled with like growing up and feeling inadequate and whatever, whatever my stuff is. You've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast. There's a lot to unpack. My dad not being around, whatever. In listening to the previous episodes of the podcast, I've come to find that like I'm a blame placer and I feel terrible about it. I feel like there were places in the podcast about toxic relationships where I acted like I was not toxic at all, and I was. And so I don't want to place blame anymore. And I realize that the reason that I do this is because I attribute all of the negative thoughts in my head to the people who said them to me first. But I've realized that it's like little me in there or like the prior me still sitting with those beliefs, whatever they are. And when I have these thoughts, I get really mad at myself. I don't know if you feel this way. Fuck, like stop being so negative and I get really frustrated with the voice. When I realized that it was my voice, that it's little me in there, I felt less angry and I guess more sympathetic So my therapist had me go back and have this experience with little me. Talk to She's like, talk to little you. And I'm like, what? Like, this is so weird. This is so bizarre. Like, trying to imagine little me and what she was going through. It was really emotional. It was hard to see myself, like, so vulnerable and so little and not really knowing what to do. And then I sobbed. I wept. I had so many feelings. One of the things that I do as part of my anxiety is that I change outfits like a million times. I never feel comfortable in what I'm wearing. And so I'll try on like five or six different dresses and hate myself in all of them. And like I get so mad in the process. Like it starts out as like, okay, I like this. Ah, Not really like this makes me look this or this makes me feel this. And then I finally 
settle on something out of sheer desperation. Like it's time to go. I have no choice. I'm going to have to own whatever it is. But if it were up to me, I would sit here for another hour. I wouldn't leave the house until I felt 100% great in everything that I'm wearing, how my hair is, all of it. It's so exhausting. And it gets worse depending on which group I'm going to be with. It's like if I've heard a group of friends of mine like comment on body image or whatever, especially around my family, if I'm going to be around people who have commented on body image in the past, I'm automatically going to assume that they are going to comment on my body behind my back, which is, why do I care? But I do. I care a lot. And it's so dumb. And I wish I didn't, but, but I do. Lately, I've been trying to make space for that little person in there who still feels like she has to look a certain way in order to leave the house. And so this last time or these last several times when I had that come up, I didn't get mad. You know, I didn't go, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, just pick something, you fucking dumbass. And that's how I talk to myself. And I don't talk to anybody like that. I don't call anybody a fucking dumbass. But I call myself a dumbass all the time. I just like get mad at myself for having these feelings and for not being able to commit to a certain outfit or whatever. This last time or these last several times or within the last month, I had an experience where it's like, okay, it's time. It's one of those times where I feel like I have to look a certain way because I'm going to see a certain group of people or somebody who cares a lot about vanity. I said, you know what? I'm just going to be really patient with myself through this process. Like it's not wrong to want to feel good about what I'm wearing. It's not wrong to want to feel comfortable and feel sexy at the same time. I said, okay, you know what? We're going to let this take as much time as it takes. And we're not going to get mad. We're going to say, okay, if that outfit doesn't make you feel good, let's just try the next outfit on. And like I approached the situation with grace instead of with anger. By the time I leave the house, I'm so fucking pissed because, you know, I've wasted so much time and the whole time like I'm, I'm mad and I'm resisting. And when I stopped resisting, when I said, you know, let me just fucking let me take as many times as I need to get it right. And then I was like, oh, look, I figured it out much sooner than before. I don't know how I got here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. What am I talking about? I'm talking about how I place blame. Inner child work. Becoming friends with my inner child has really helped me a lot lately. It's helped me feel like more empowered, more myself, more honest. I don't know. I guess I really like being honest. Oh, okay. So a couple weeks ago, I did a stand up and it's always been a bucket list item of mine. I don't know why. Maybe because I thought I'd be unafraid. I've always been like very comfortable talking to people in front of people. None of that scares me. So I just thought like I should be fine. You know, if I write something down and I memorize it and I go up on stage, I should be fine. I was so far from fine. I was humbled and scared and anxious. All of it. Like it was a culmination of really fucking exhausting feelings. The backstory is that my cousin, Marissa, she's my prima through marriage, in cahoots with my friend Alex, decided to not pressure me, just kind of like drop a bug in my ear. Like, hey, are you free this day? Do you want to do this thing? 
And I thought, if I don't do it now, I probably won't do it ever. So I decided to say yes. I said yes to my cousin Marisa. She's been on the podcast before. I just said, I'm going to fucking do it. And and I talked to a few people, and I felt like most people were like, dude, you're going to kill us. It's going to be fine. And then, you know, I told, like, some people who were like, oh, you're going to do that? And I was like, oh, that's not really giving me a lot of confidence. And that goes back to the theme of the discussion that I had with uh, Nicole Lopez, who talked about how she was running for Congress, is running for Congress again. Good luck, Nicole. Fuck yeah, you're out there, you're doing it. The courage that it takes to do something, regardless of how it makes you feel, there are going to be people out there who are a little afraid on your behalf. Do you really think that you can do that? Um, really means, man, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Because people go to that place in their mind and they think like how terrifying it is. It's probably that terrifying for everybody in their mind. And you know what? They're a little bit right. As confident as I am in my ability to speak in front of people, nothing in the world could have prepared me for putting myself out there in the way that I did. I had like fucking, oh my God, I had anxious diarrhea for like three days before ever getting up on stage. This was like when I was still writing things down and trying to figure out like what I wanted to share. It felt very high pressure, even though the place that I went is like it's all beginner level comics. And I don't even want to say beginner level because like so many of them are just you think they're pros. I saw so many people get up there for I think I was the only one there who was doing it for the first time. Man, what? What a ride. The anxious diarrhea, the drinking. I had to drink. I had to, I haven't really been drinking for the last few months, but I was like, I in order to get up there, I'm, I'm going to have to get fucked up. That's just how it's going to have to be. I had already made peace with it. I wasn't going to let myself feel guilty about it. I was like, you know what? I dare all you guys to do this and, and see if you wouldn't want to take like a little liquid courage to get there. I got to the bar down the street from the little dive comedy club. A bunch of my friends met up with me. I ordered a Cadillac margarita. I drank it fast. And I didn't really feel like the nerves were going away. Are these nerves going to go away ever? Like we walked into the comedy club and I, I asked, like, do I have to sign in? I had all these questions. The lady's like, oh, it's your first time? Awesome. Yeah, like, since you're a woman, like, we're going to give you priority. So there's no way you won't make it up on stage, which I was like, fuck, man. Really? You can't, like, give me an excuse to not follow through? Ended up getting up on that stage, like, four shots in. No, it can't be that much. No, I had the Cadillac Margarita. I had a shot when I got into the dive club. I knew I was going to be called up soon. I turned around to my friend Alex and I said, can you give me another shot? I throw it back like like it's going to help, and it doesn't. And I get on stage, and I'm just like, here we go. I gave it my best, but I I wanted to get down so bad. Kind of sped through it. And then I blacked out because I drank so much. So I don't remember too much of what happened later that evening. I do know that I asked Ralph to brush my teeth. And there's probably more to that story that I would tell if I 
new, like some of my parents are listening or if I, if I didn't know or if I thought that my parents wouldn't listen to this episode, I would give you more details. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still care what my parents think. <laughs> so anyway, that was stressful. I was eating all of my feelings in this, I don't know, in this way where it was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't have time right now to do anything but take care of myself. So anyway, mental health walks. I went on one this morning. It was awesome. It was a beautiful day outside. My bra was a little too tight because I'm PMSing and my boobs are really swollen and my bra hurt. But other than that, it was a good walk. I was listening to music. I don't know if people do this, but like sometimes if the music is really good, I have to dance to it. I just have to like anywhere I am. I don't care if I'm on this mental health walk out in the middle of the street. I'm going to bust a move and I'm not going to like bust it in a way that is offensive to anyone. But it might feel a little uncomfortable for people because people assume that people only dance like the way that I dance when they're drunk or really fucked up. But I just can't help myself. I'm a lover of dance. And if the opportunity presents itself, if I have a banger in the headphones, I'm going in and I'm going in like strong. It's just, it's who I am. I'm not sorry. Anyway, I was like, you know, it'd be fun if people could do this like all together in a group. I know there are other people out there who really would love to walk and dance out on the streets. But in order to make that comfortable, you have to feel a sense of community. It has to look like a group thing, like, oh, that's a dance and walk group. So as I was out there dancing, I was like, you know what? It would be so cool if I could coordinate a dance and walk group I was thinking just ladies, but I mean, if the gents want to join, please. So here's the concept. The concept is that I create a playlist. One of those like Spotify live ones. I share it with this group of walkers and dancers and they can either join my live to see what I'm listening to or they could just bring their own playlist and it's all headphones. It's like silent disco style. You don't have to talk to anybody. And then you put in your headphones, we're walking down the street and whatever you're listening to hopefully makes you bust a move and we're all just like dancing and walking down the street. When I thought of this, I was like, this is amazing. If I found out about this group, I would sign up for it twice. I don't know if that's how everybody feels though. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, please DM me. Please DM me yesterday so that we can get this group started ASAP. Because we need to be dancing in the street, literally. <laughs> so that's my dance and walk idea. It's free. I'm not like trying to charge you to walk. I'm just saying if you want to do this and you think it would be fun, just let's just do it. Let's just create the group. Okay. Um, what else do I have to say? Okay. Did anybody watch Ultimatum Queer Love? I still follow all the girls on Instagram pretty much and I can't shake the obsession like I need to just stop I need to back up back off I get stuck in social media loops it's the worst I'm one of those people that has to like delete social media in order to stop using it if I have it on my phone 
the muscle memory of the whole thing just takes me there and I'm such an addict to my phone I feel sometimes that like when I need to use my phone for work it almost sucks me back into using the phone for like personal use which is ugh the worst I don't know why my brain does that but I yeah I just get stuck in a loop and I set a timer for myself so that it tells me like when I've been on Instagram for 15 minutes and it'll be like bitch if you don't put your phone down and then I'll, I'll be like okay yeah you're right it's been 15 minutes and then I go back and it's like I just ignore it for another 15 minutes you know what would get people off social media is if when you're on there after 15 minutes your cell phone camera turns on to like your to your <laughs> to your self-facing camera and you just see yourself like all disgusting <laughs> looking at other people's lives I think that would do it for me. I'd be like, oh my God. All right. Okay. I got to get up and go do something else. (laughs) That would probably do it for me. So just a thought, Apple, just like invade our privacy even further. And if you set a timer on your Instagram, it has to turn your self-facing camera on. (laughs) I'm going to tell a real quick story um, that it happened this morning. My friend, Jen, my friend, Jen is hilarious okay i don't think anybody man that's a really strong statement but i don't think anybody makes me laugh as hard as jen makes me laugh she's she's the only person i've ever said like let's just sit down and and write jokes because she's so funny and she recently moved into a new apartment (laughs) and she sends me this video giving me a tour of her new apartment and she's like Okay, so here's the bedroom where you're going to get to sleep when you come over. And then she opens the door and it's like a water heater. And she's like, gotcha, bitch. (laughs) Oh, man, that had me rolling. I love me some Jen jokes. She just, she just funny as hell. Anyway. Oh, social media and the bullshit of the whole thing, right? Man, I just cannot. I mean, I can't, but I can at the same time. And I catch myself like being judgy of other people's participation in social media. And I'm like, bitch, you're the one on here looking at it. So be quiet. But I know what it's like um, to be both a social media addict and a social media hater. Because I there's no in between for me. I'm either like on there or I'm off of there. Which is why at the end of every year when it's like the holidays are coming up I just take a break because I feel a need to be a part of social media when I'm promoting the podcast and I'm trying to the reason that I'm so active on social media or have been trying to be more active on social media is because if I'm not then like Instagram's um what's it called the algorithm will like put me at the back of everyone's feed so I have to stay relevant on social media by continuing to post and the truth is I don't want to I don't want to because at the second I post, I'm just like seeking validation. Like, who looked at it? Who liked it? Who sent me a message? Ooh, look, I'm so liked. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I catch myself like at a party when I'm supposed to be having a good time, like just on my phone, lost, lost in the sauce. So I don't know if this is you. If it's you listening, you're you're not alone. But man, fuck. I was at a comedy show recently and some girl said, Raise your hand if you want to just throw your phone in the ocean. And everybody raised their hands. And she's like, why won't we do it? And I was like, man, that's not even 
a joke that's like real life like fuck are we all just part of the matrix like what why aren't we why don't we throw our phones away i don't know something to think about because probably several times a week i'm like i wish i could just throw this thing in the fucking river because work comes through there the pressure to respond to people pressure to post the pressure to look like somebody else although i have been finding a lot of really positive accounts on instagram i'm not just gonna talk shit because i feel like there's some really great accounts out there probably my favorite of all of them is this woman named tori block at tori block she puts together these outfits for plus size women and she just is a reminder that like everybody everybody is so beautiful worthy of celebration and it just makes me want to wear whatever the fuck i want to wear whenever the fuck i want to fucking wear it i love her i love her the way she sees the world i mean she's obviously got haters because you know you, you gotta have some haters you gotta have some haters but she is really good at putting these outfits together and like making herself feel confident and she reminds me that like it's okay to do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel confident. And sometimes I'm a little judgy of that. I tell myself I can't wear makeup today or like, no, you're not going to put makeup on for that. Like that's not necessary. And I'm like, why? Like I want to look cute. I want to feel my best self. Like let me live. She's, she reminds me that I got to just let myself live sometimes and just do whatever feels good. Oh my God. There's this guy named um, Campusano Avelardo. And he, dude, this guy's hilarious. I mean, I guess a little bit his account is like perpetuating a stereotype, but I don't care because when I listen to it, I'm like, that's relatable. I've heard that guy before. I've absolutely, my dad is probably that guy. My dad is definitely that guy on multiple occasions. I mean, honestly, any kind of dog video that pops up on my feed is really going to hit what ralph and i do is that we save all the videos that we like we share them with each other when we're like sitting next to each other on the couch we like hey you want to see what i found on instagram and he like shows me things that he thinks i'll find funny and it's i mean it's so easy to make me laugh like he'll pull something up and like before the video even starts i'm already like oh yeah this is this looks like a good one and then i turn around and i show him the ones that i found and he's just like straight face, like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, wait for it. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Cause like, hold on. It's going to hit right now. And it doesn't hit. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> oh man. Ralph is difficult to make laugh. And it really makes me want to work harder at being funny. Cause when I do get him to laugh, it's like, oh my God, so gratifying like to see him really truly laugh even though he doesn't mean it in an offensive way and he'll get like a good laugh going he goes stupid which really means it was great so translation is that it was awesome when ralph says something is stupid in that way with that tone it's like damn that was fucking funny that was funny as fuck translation bro he goes like this he goes like this I can't do his laugh because, like, only he can do his laugh. But at the end of the laugh, he goes, stupid. stupid. But not like that. Like, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm overdoing it. But he just goes, stupid. 
Actually, <laughs> let me just stop. Let me just stop. I'm not doing that any justice. <laughs> this is the most random episode. I hope you're loving it. I hope you're loving every second of it. Ralph is really good at not, he's really good at not posting. He's a lurker. Ralph's a lurker, bro. And I'm calling him out. What a lurker is, is the type of Instagram haver that has an Instagram. There's probably like 10 pictures on that thing. The ultimate like level 10 lurker is like, you don't have any pictures on there. You don't have a profile picture and you're just looking at everybody's shit while being hella private yourself. Okay. That's like level 10 lurker. Level like five lurker is the person who like only shares with their close friends, but they're looking at everybody's shit. And then Ralph is the one who like does, he's got a, he's got an Instagram presence. Cause if you go to his page, it's like, okay, like he posted within the last couple months, but there's no story. Don't click on his story. There's no story to be told. Furthermore, he is lurking your shit, bro. He's lurking. He's checking out your stuff. He's trying to see where you're on vacation, but you can't find out where he's on vacation. Called out. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for speaking my truths. I think a staple of my relationship with Ralph is that we talk a little bit of shit to each other. So I think he'd be okay with me saying this on here. I hope. I mean stay tuned (laughs) so I've been working out a little bit and when I say a little bit I mean a little bit like this whole stand-up thing really threw me off I have been like just eating and not exercising and PMSing and like all of it so I've just been putting working out on the back burner and you know what I'm sorry about it catch me in two weeks when I'm ovulating and like everything feels great for me okay I'm gonna have my glow up just wait Summer's finally here, which is nice. I know in about two weeks I'm gonna start complaining about how hot it is, but for now I'm gonna say the weather's kind of perfect. Kind of loving it. I started watching a documentary today. It's the Lucy and Desi episode. I'm sorry, Lucy and Desi documentary on Amazon Prime directed by Amy Poehler. Now, when I was a kid, I used to watch I Love Lucy all the time. There were no rules in my house about not watching it. My grandpa was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Not in those words, because he was a gentleman. But he never made me feel like as a woman, I couldn't do just about anything he could do. He and my grandma and I would sometimes watch I Love Lucy. And it wasn't until I was like in my teenage years in high school that one of my teachers was like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch that show because Ricky treats Lucy like shit. What? He does? Like, I wasn't even paying attention. I just thought she was always so funny and, like, getting into trouble. And But then I'm like, wait, why is she getting into trouble? I guess you shouldn't get into trouble for just, like, wanting to pursue your dream. But he's always like, Lucy, why'd you do that? I'm going to take that out. That's terrible. That was a terrible... (laughs) That was a terrible... Desi Arnaz impression, and I apologize. I might leave it in. Who knows? We'll see. I guess we'll fill this out. Anyway, today I watched the documentary, and they totally painted a different picture, and they talked about her as very much... I didn't finish it, so maybe they they changed the script in the second half, but based on what I saw, I feel like they really made her seem like a woman in power, and first of all, she was like 
dating a Latino, you get it, girl, which was unheard of back then. Like, you just didn't do that. She was heavily involved in producing the show, and she was the talent. Let's not forget that she's, like, the funny one. Like, he is only funny because they make him sound like a dumbass. They made him say splain and shit like that. One thing they said was kind of unheard of is that she was okay with like looking ugly and like making herself look ridiculous on screen, which for women back then was unheard of. Like you did not get on the screen and like make funny faces and like put mud on your face. But she did and she got dirty and she, I don't know, it was funny. It was funny. I thought so. Today watching that documentary, I felt like I was allowed to find I Love Lucy a little bit funny again. I'm sorry if this triggers anyone. It's just a show. I don't have to watch it if it really makes you that upset. I love having conversations with young people. And I mean like really young people, like teenagers, especially the teenagers in my life. Like They're so funny. I went to Disneyland with my family last Wednesday for my mom's birthday. I leaned over to my cousin and I was like, are you having a good time? Are you enjoying Disneyland? She's like, yeah, it's all right. And I was like, oh, all right. It's all right. And she's like, ah, I'm just, I'm just having an attitude right now. And I was like, oh, why? She's like, I don't know. Sometimes I just have them and I can't help it. And I was like, the self-awareness on this girl. Yes. She said she was having an attitude and like sometimes couldn't help it. And she was like, I have an attitude a lot. Dude, I mean, that's okay. You're you're like in a stage of your life that's really complicated. There's like a lot of expectations of you, social media, you know the whole bit. She's like, yeah, but my parents say like I need to cut it out. But sometimes I tell them like I just can't help it. Like I just have a bad attitude right now. And I was like, you know, you just got to hang in there. That's life some people don't understand. But I really thought it was cool of her to just straight up say like I'm having an attitude right now to be honest feeling a little fucking bitchy don't talk to me wouldn't it be awesome if that's how we talk to each other if like we just were honest and we were like you know what i'm actually in a real bitch mood today if you could just back the fuck up that'd be great if you could just say that to everyone in your life even the people you're supposed to be like super nice to all the time like your grandma you're just like grandma not today right fuck with your shit (laughs) (laughs) grandma with your shit get out of here (laughs) I've really been wanting to read books lately. I used to read a lot when I was growing up. I used to read a lot. Just like books on books on books. I was an only child. I had nothing to do. Well, smartphones weren't around. You think you can get me to read like a whole book these days? It's impossible. I think the last time I I read a whole book was during the break that I took from social media. Because if I have a moment of downtime, I'm just like on my phone. I mean, it's terrible. I actually have an honest to God question to all the people on Instagram promoting something or just like, or not like, are you on it all the time? Like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you like keep up content without sacrificing like your time in your own physical life? I'm over it. I really am. Like I want to, I want to engage with my following, but I also just, I don't. I also just want to engage in, in my life. So tips, tips and tricks. Let me know what they are. I love eating sweets. I really miss ice cream. As a vegan, I want ice cream. 
salt and straw has like some flavors, but sometimes they have like weird shit. Mayonnaise blueberry spritz. And I'm like, that sounds fucking gross. Golden, like some pieces of gold. I'm like, is gold edible? Are we supposed to be eating that? That's weird. Don't put that in the, don't put that in the lineup. I don't remember who I was talking to about salt and straw and how they have a very, oh, it was my cousin. Strange flavors, bro. Just stop. Stop. Just like go back to the basics. Although they do always have a line out the door. So maybe I'm the one who needs to shut up. Maybe people love it. I'm the problem. It's me. I actually never listened to that album. Come for me. Come for me with the pitchforks. Didn't listen to it. Sorry. And that's not to say that I don't have a ton of respect for Taylor Swift and all that she does. It just means I don't care. I don't care that much. I don't have the time. I don't, I'm sorry. That sounds pretentious as fuck. I don't have the time. I don't make the time to listen to Taylor Swift's whole album. But I can tell by the social media interactions that I see that there's like the side that's like, fuck Taylor Swift. And the other side that's like, I'll fucking kill you if you say that. She's got to be pretty good, right? If she's stirring up emotions the way that she is. Good on you, Tay Tay. Good on you. Got any Coldplay fans out there? I know, dude. Ralph is like, he makes fun of me so hard because of the music that I like. But dude, I like Coldplay and I'm I'm sorry. That song, Trouble, changed my life. Have I gone on enough? I think I've gone on enough. I thank you for listening to this solo episode where I just went on a full-blown rant about everything that's going on in my life. I really appreciate that you're listening, that you've listened this far. What a treat. What a joy. What a delight. I hope that you, listener, do some inner child work today. Give yourself a hug. Give yourself some love. I realized today while I was on my mental health walk that all I want to do while I'm here on the planet is do good. Do good for myself and do good for other people. I hope that this podcast makes you feel a little less alone sometimes. I hope I put a little smile on your face today. I hope that you continue listening, promoting, rating, asking questions, participating. This is a podcast for the people by the people. These are people who are volunteering their stories. So if you've listened, if you've been listening, if you feel like you have something that you want to share in a judgment-free zone, feel free to DM me. I welcome any and all people. I'm really excited to talk to anybody who's willing to share. If you're a fan and you've been on the fence about reaching out to me and like you have a story to tell or you just want to share, pull the trigger, baby. I really want to hear your story. I think everybody does. I think that's all I've got. Thank you. Remember that part in Ferris Bueller where he comes out and he's like, why are you still here? Go home. Podcast out. Yes, that's good. It's raining then. Delicious podcast.